0: Well, good morning. It is so good to be back with you again today on this beautiful Saturday, sanctified, saturated in the anointing of God Saturday. I thank you for joining me today. I believe I'm going to have a very special guest with me, and I am thrilled. I am so excited about it. And I'm looking forward to giving you what God has dropped in our spirit about the authority of the believer. We're talking about the weapons of our warfare. And we need to know about our weapons. We talked about some of the devices of the enemy last Saturday. I'm not going to go into all of it. But we need to be aware. See, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. And so we need to be fully aware of what is going on and how to fight that battle. We don't fight with our fists. We don't cuss people out. We fight on our knees. Isn't that amazing? And the word of God also tells us, if we hold our peace and we let the Lord fight our battle, victory shall be ours. So I'm going to be back with you shortly. I have a, a, a commercial that I want to show you, and then I'm going to get right into the word and talk about one of the weapons of our warfare. Okay, I'm back. God is so good and I am thoroughly excited. I'm thrilled. I hope you can see me better. I hope you can hear me better. I have some new equipment. God is so good. Yes, he's blessing people even during this time in the season when things are rough and hard. hard. God wants to do things in excellence. So I appreciate your patience um, and watching the video and and have blurry screens but i hope you can see me better i hope you can hear me better and but i'm excited so just a brief um recap on what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks and we've been talking about the weapons of our warfare we talked about the altar of prayer um, and looked at in genesis 12 and 7 we talked about the armies of the lord Oh, man, the Lord of hosts and Isaiah 51 and 15 and Zechariah 8 and 6. I'm telling you, write these scriptures down so that you can go back and look at them and study to show yourself approved. See, the enemy cannot come in and deceive you if you know the word because, you know, he'll tell you a half truth. But if you get in there and study for yourself and you read the word of God, you'll be able to tell him, you know what, devil, you're a lying wonder. I see what you're trying to do. I don't I don't receive you. I know that you are the father of all lies. You are the author of confusion. How many of you know he is the author of confusion? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's no there's no confusion. There's liberty and there's truth. And when there's truth, you're not going to have you're not going to have confusion. So we talked about the angels and oh my god we have angels at our beck and call. You said beck and call. We have charge over the angels. Well, God gave them charge over us to watch us, to protect us, to lead us, to guide us. And, and so I am so thankful for the angels. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I have a table and chair outside my front door. And I tell, tell the angel, look, if you get tired, if. Only if you get tired, you can have a seat. Amen. I'm considerate of my angels because I put them to work. I put them to work day and night, night and day to watch over me, to go and get things that I need for ministry. I don't use them frivolously. I don't say, go get me a dress, go get me a mink coat but I go, I release them to go get a missing child. I I release them to go get a home for the homeless. I release them to go get food. And so I don't do it. I don't take them for granted, but I do put them to work. And so we have to know about how to put our angels to work. We talked about, um, and so today we're going to, well, last week we talked about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the anointing of the Holy Spirit Is, is whoa, you know, is utilized in so many different ways. But I want you to remember that you don't get the olive oil unless you put pressure on the oil, on the olive. And when you put pressure on the olive, then you get the oil. Isn't that amazing? God is just so good. And so, and you don't get the perfume unless you put pressure on the petals of the beautiful flowers, the beautiful flowers that our, our Father has given to us. And we are flowers in his sight. And so we need to um, remember those things and, and think about the oil. I even share with you how the... Um, the shepherds would anoint the sheep before they went out into in the field he would anoint them with oil to keep the bugs off of them and so i don't know if you anoint your children just symbolically anoint them because it's really when we talk about spiritual anointing, it's God who does the anointing. It's God who does the calling. It's not man. It's just the outwardly appearance of what God is doing inwardly within us. And so anoint your children. Anoint your homes. Anoint everything. I used to anoint my cars. I used to anoint my cabinets when I would lay hands on the cabinets and command food to come into my cabinets in the refrigerator. I anointed everything. You know, when you first get saved and you get a hold of truth, man, you're trying to work that truth in every aspect of your life. But you know we should not forget what we did in the beginning. Because then we get so relaxed and we stop doing what we used to do. Now, you may not have to uh, put oil on, anoint your cabinets, and command the food. But then you might get in a position where you have to do that. You should be able to decree and declare the word and command the food to come. Release the angels that go out and get the food and command it to come. Amen. God is so good. So those are just a few of the weapons that we've been talking about, about the um the army of the Lord, the weapons of our warfare. And just keep in mind, wife, your fight, your fight is not against your husband who's not doing what he what you think he should be doing. And husband, um, your fight is not against your wife when she's not doing what you think she should be doing or your children you know it's its spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places and you need to know how to come up against those particular enemies to fight the battles and when you know when you do that guess what it's sweatless it it, it is sweatless you don't even have to sweat because the battle's not ours it's the Lord's amen and so today i'm going to talk to you cuz we kind of mentioned about the armor of god You said, what about that, the armor of God? There's so many of them that we're going to be covering because I want you to know what's in your arsenal, what's in your cabinetry, your arsenal of weaponry for for you to use. Because some people don't realize they have all these things at their access to fight battles. When when I was, uh, I would say, uh, a young young lady in the, I'm still young, okay, I'm still young. But when I was younger in the Lord, one of the weapons that I found, and I don't want to get too often because I really want to get into it. Um, one of the weapons that I found was worship. When the enemy comes in like a flood, just begin to worship God. Tell him what his worth is to you. Just begin to praise him. You know, the battleground is in the mind, and the enemy will come in and just pick on you like a bird pecking in a nest and and just peck, 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 peck. And, And you just want to pull your hair out and you want to scream, you want to holler. But if you just worship God and praise him and thank him and tell him how much you love him, guess what? The enemy will flee. See, two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time. And so you want to make sure that you utilize everything. So instead of, you know, going around frustrated and and throwing things and cussing people out, just begin to worship God. Just begin to worship Him and praise Him and watch and see what God will do for you. So today, I want to I want to get into talking about the authority of Christ. Yes, the authority of Christ. And the same authority that Christ had, guess what? We had that as well. And so he has endowed us with that power and with that authority. And I mentioned, I said the word power because a lot of times people think power and authority are the same thing and they're not. And I'm going to show it to you in the word. And so authority is what we're going to be talking about. And so I want to say to you that power is strength, it is might, and it's your ability. Okay? Strength might, and your ability. So if you're you're taking notes, write that down. Strength, power, and ability. That has nothing to do with authority. Authority is invested in us through Christ Jesus. Woo, my God. And see, he has deputized us. And let me say this, too. Just let me say this, is that we believers are ambassadors for Christ. We are all ambassadors. There's not one single person who is an ambassador to Christ. We are all ambassadors. We represent who Christ is in the earth. And guess what? If you know anything about diplomacy, if you know anything about government, if you don't, you need to, okay, you need to get in there, read and study about the government and how system works. But if you are an ambassador, you have no needs. You have no rent. Every every need is met. Everything that you um, that you think that you want your car, your food, your rental, your house, your clothing. Everything is taken care of for you because you are an ambassador that mantle has been placed on you, and we are all ambassadors of christ, so that 's another weapon is for you to just decree and declare, Father, I thank you that you have you have mantled me, you have clothed me as an ambassador. Of you, and I thank you because of that, every need is met according to your riches and glory, and that my lifestyle does not dictate who I am and where I come from and so God is just he is awesome if we learn how to um, hold on to the truth. Good morning. Yolanda, thank you for tapping in. I appreciate it. I believe this word is truly going to be a blessing to you. Share it with someone. Tell them that I'm on this morning talking about their authority and how to use the authority that Christ has given to them to fight battles. That's right, how to fight battles. And how many of you know we are definitely in a warfare? And I'm not talking about um, physically, I'm talking about spiritually. And you we have to understand that what we see in the natural happens in the spirit realm first. And so that means that some of us have not been taking care of business in the spiritual realm. Because if we were, we would not have seen some of the manifestations that we are seeing physically here on earth. You hear what I'm saying? And so as an ambassador, We've been sent in a particular region and an area, and God gives you authority, especially as an apostolic prophetic um, anointed individual. You have been assigned a region to release power and authority in that direction. So today i 'm going to talk about the authority that Christ has given to us as a result of the death barrel and resurrection of Christ. He left He him Holy Spirit here with us on earth to help lead and guide us into all truth. So I'm going to look at one of my favorite scriptures. And if you've listened to me at all, anytime you find out that all of my scriptures, any of the scriptures are my favorite scripture. I can't say that one is better than the other. They're all amazing. And so we're going to look at Genesis 1, 26 and 31, because I'm going to show you in the word of God. So please get your Bible out, Um, either a physical Bible or I got, I got three Bibles up here and I have my phone if I need it, you know, and I like to use different versions, but um, I I think is, you know, that we have to get in here and we have to study. So we need to be fully equipped you know I hear Joel Olstein talk about uh, he has a little joke that um somebody rock, came into his house to rob this lady, and she said uh, she made uh, a quote and said acts two thirty eight and so the man left because she thought he thought that she was getting ready to get an axe, and she had two thirty eight she was going to shoot him. Okay. And she had to axe so he wanted to get out of there, but you know, your Bible, he said, "Lo, I come to you in the volume of the book and anything you want to know about your weapons and who you are and the dominion and the territory that God has given to you is right here in the word of God. So I say, I should have given you enough time to get to Genesis one and 26. I tell you, it's awesome. You know, God gave Adam authority in the in the kingdom and so i'm gonna go there first and it says here it says and god said let us uh, make man in our own in our own image according to our, our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish the sea and the birds in the of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and everything creeping thing that creeps upon the earth now i want to say right here because when we hear that and you probably know this and as i said this is elementary to you to share it with someone who's a newborn babe this is where god has taken me to make the simple things simple you know to make a simplicity for you so that you can clearly understand you know my my um my profession was as a teacher and as a teacher, at the beginning of the semester, I would ask students, how many of you read, but you don't understand what you're reading? And no one wanted to raise their hand because no one wanted to be put to shame. And so I said, Well, that's me. You know, I was a dropout, and I would read, but didn't couldn't understand what it was that I was reading. And I would have to read a sentence you know, for two hours because I had to look up every word to see what that word meant to get a full understanding. And when I acknowledged that I had that inability to really comprehend what it was that I was reading, then some of the students said, that's me. And so then the next question I would ask my students, how many of you read books over the summer and not a hand would go up? I said, you have to read in order for you to sharpen your sword, to sharpen your skills, to sharpen your ability. You must read. It's just like, you know, you write, if if you don't use it, you will lose it. And so you must learn to to read by reading. You know, if, if, you know, they have books, audio books now, get a physical book, get the audio book. Have them both playing the, the audio playing and reading the book, help you to understand and hear the words and see how they're pronounced. see, I didn't have that back then, but we have it now and we need to utilize these tools that we have so that we can have a better understanding. But I want to get to this word dominion. And so dominion, um, a lot of times when we look at authority, they are they are woven together. See, when you have dominion, that means you have authority over all things. And what did he say? He said, you have, um, you have dominion. Um, let us make man, uh, every living creature, according to, to its kind, and um, the cattle and creeping things, the beasts of the earth, and each according to our caps in the wrong verse. He said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness, and let um, them have dominion over the fish and the seas and over the birds and the air. So Adam had dominion. He had authority over everything that's up on the earth. We know he messed up. And so as a result of sin, he lost that authority. Okay, but thank God for the second Adam who came and gave us that authority back and put it in our mouth and put it in our spirit with the Holy Spirit. But I want you to know that we have dominion. We have authority to call something to be what it is not. That's why it says speak those things that are not as though they were. And so we have that authority to do that, to decree and declare out of our mouth. And so we have to utilize that authority that we have, not power. I said not power, but the authority. And the authority comes as a result of the spoken word. And so Adam received the authority. God created them and delegated to him authority. And it's a sad commentary, but he lost it. But praise God for the second Adam. As I said, we got it back. Now, if you look over in Psalm 8 and 3, Psalm 8 and 3, this this is, I like this scripture right here. Psalm 8 and 3 through 9, Psalm 8, 3 through 9, make sure I get it right. It says, when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are so mindful of him? and the son of man that you visited him. Isn't that rich? Oh my God. For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion. See, we were made, we were created, we were fashioned, we were formed. We were fearfully and wonderfully made to have dominion over the earth. So you have to let the enemy know, look, enough is enough. You will not come in and cause havoc in my household. You will not come in and put sickness on me. You will not come in and take what God has given to me. So you have to, it said the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take by force. So we have to learn how to take what God has given to us by force. Yeah, force in the spirit realm, let the enemy know Mean business, you are a joker, and you will not come in and mess up what God has given to me, amen. And so, we were created, my God, we were created, we were made to have dominion over the works of our hands, over the works of our hands, and you have put all things under our feet, He put all things under our feet. Under our feet. Every creeping thing is under our feet. You know, I'm not going to say who it is, but if they're listening to this, they'll know who it is. scared all kinds of little bugs, little creepy things, little creepy things. Like little ants. Oh, get these ants away from me. Come on. You got the million over them. You got the million over cockroaches. Speak to the cockroaches. Speak to the ants. Speak to the flies. Why are you going to allow them to send you on the run? You have dominion over them. Those demons, guess what, are cockroaches. That's right. I call them cockroaches. You have dominion over them. Take the authority over them and command them to move. You may not have any rage, but you got a voice. You got a word. And guess what? If a tree will obey Christ, a cockroach will obey you. An ant will obey you. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so you have to learn how to decree and declare your word. Amen. I went there, but you know, God is good. Amen. So God is such a blessing. And so Psalm 38, he said, we have dominion in his name. We have authority in his name. So when we pray, we say in the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. And I want to say this to you because it is so powerful. You know, um, God God is amazing. I thank you, April. I know that you're on watching the, the, um, the video. You're in Maryland. And I thank you for coming on and watching. But it says when you pray, you pray in the name of Jesus. And we know that the name of Jesus was God's only begotten son. Amen. And we know that there's no name above his name. And so... We know that, but let me give you a little insight. Now, you may already know this, but when it says in his name, it's talking about in his character. Now, what is his character like? And that's what we need to be, a mirror of his character. So when people look at us, they see the reflection of Christ in the mirror. We are the mirror. And so when they look at us, they see Christ. They see love and they see kindness. They don't see backbiting. They don't see love. They don't see adultery they don't see fornication some people won't go to church because they are looking at you and you are the mirror supposed to be the reflection of christ i wouldn't come to church either if i saw half of the things that some people have done but let me talk to those who have lived a holy and righteous life i tell you The reward is great for you. And because you have submitted and surrendered yourself unto the Lord, many people will be saved, set free and delivered. Amen. God is good. Well, I wanted to talk to you about the authority of Christ. And next week, I'm going to get in and talk to you about um, binding and loosening. You said, well, how, how do I use that? Well, you'll have to come back next week, and you'll have to watch it. But let let me tell you this one last story before I go into that. And that is, and I I know I've told this story, but it's just so powerful. There was a derelict. We were in Kenya one time, and there was a derelict who went into Wimpy's. And the Wimpy's is like um, our McDonald's. And he had money to purchase food. So he, he felt as though I had money to purchase food. So I had authority to be in the restaurant uh, and buy the food, not just buy the food, eat the food, amen, but sit down where everyone else was sitting. And because he just, his his look was not appetizing, his, the aroma was not of a heavenly fragrance, you know, sometimes you may meet someone and you may hug them. You got to hold your breath and you got to hug them and love them, amen. But the manager came over to tell him he had to leave. And he looked at the manager. Now, this is not hearsay. Um, I was there. Um, Evangelist Adina Dean was there. Dr. Renee Smith was there. We all heard it with our own ears and we saw it with our own eyes. And this derelict stood up and he said, look, you will not have dominion over me this day. And we were all, it was like somebody just pushed us back in our seat, oh my God, are you serious? You know, for a derelict to rise up with that much vocalness in his voice and say, you will not have dominion over me this day. That's what we need to do as believers. We need to tell the enemy, you will not have any, you have no authority over me. You have no dominion over me. I take authority over you. You are under my feet. I cast you down with the word of God. Be like Christ. And decree and declare the word. If you don't know the word, just say it is written. It is written. But get in there read the word and understand the word. Know that you have power. And power and authority is not the same. Amen. It is not the same. You do the research. I can tell you then it's not the same. But I know that power and authority is not the same. And a lot of times in the word of God, it is woven together and they they will use um, power as authority. But power, as I said, is power, is strength, and it is might, and it is ability. That is not authority. When a police officer, he can have on regular clothes, And when that police officer puts uh, on his uniform, come on, when he puts on that uniform and he has his badge, he operates in the authority of the city. And he has the authority to arrest you. He has the authority um, to stop you from committing crimes. And so when we have on the, the, um, the mantle of Christ, We operate in the authority of Christ. And we have that authority to stop the enemy in his track. We have the authority to arrest him. We have the authority to put handcuffs on the enemy and arrest him in the name of Jesus. Rise up and arrest the enemy with the 66 books of the Bible and decree and declare, you will not have dominion over me this day. And mean it. When you say it, I love you. I will be back with you next week. And we're going to talk about one of the other great weapons that we have as a believer, and that is binding and loosening. Remember, we pray from heaven to earth, not from earth to heaven. We pray from heaven to earth because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. I love you. Thank you once again for being with me. I've enjoyed you. I thank you for your remarks. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you, um, April. And there are some others that I can't see all the remarks, but thank you for watching and listening to the authority of you as a believer in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Okay. God bless.